0: When I was in elementary school, there were uh, 34 students in a class, and only two students had a working mom at, at that time, which was like around 2005. Mm. And um, I remember uh, I cried a lot because my mother didn't come to like open classes where um, parents can come and see their children doing activities. Um, but uh, i came to understand her as i came to women's university because i mean even though you're getting married or you have children you should be able to have a career and pursue studying
1: hello and welcome to the career deconstructed podcast this is a conversation with john soyeon it was fascinating to me i've known her for Quite a few years, and I learned even more about her uh, during this conversation. We talked about education, feminism, social minorities, the importance of kindness and the meaning of life. During this conversation, Soyan quotes Mark Fisher, brings to mind ideas from Kwame Anthony Appiah. She swears and she moves me at times with her compassion and kindness for other people, which seems selfless and genuine. As i continue to do these conversations with various people in and around korea i thank you for your continued support it's not always easy to have these conversations they can be quite difficult but yet to everybody that's clicked that's liked that's shared i thank you Uh, to the people supporting me on patreon i wanted to give this message to say a special thank you to you as well doing these conversations now in person takes a lot more of my time takes a lot more of the effort but I'm happy to keep doing them. I'm happy to keep sharing them. So thank you for being part of it. Thank you for listening to Korea Deconstructed. And thank you now to John Soyeon. Soyeon. Yeah. (laughs) Shall we start with education? Because that's where I know you from. And this week is Sunung.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Right. And uh, some people think Korean education is the best thing in the world. Some people think it's the worst thing in the world. Mm. But you seem to crush it. I do. <laughs> yeah, you do. I, you seem to be a grade A and um, or A plus and everything like that. But yeah. you've lived Korean education. Yes. So what's your take on Korean education?
0: Um, so actually, I took KSAT three times.
1: I didn't know that. Though. Yeah.
0: So I thought I was a failure then because, I mean, it takes a lot of money, maybe like ton, some money on for mm-hmm. one SAT. So, I used a lot of money and time. And, um, but it it was hard because not all students are fit for standardized tests. So, you pick from five answer choices and there's only one answer. But, um, after I came to university, I kind of found that I am a very um, self-driven and self-motivated person. So, I really try hard uh, with the things that I'm interested in rather than um, things that are that I'm forced to do. So I think that's why I failed KSAT two times because it wasn't just right for me. And yeah, I've seen like so many students do like f- take KSAT for five times and six times. And they eventually go to good prestigious schools, but I haven't heard after. What what happens after KSAT is over? Because it's not the end of the world. I mean, life goes on. Mm. And we have to um, just pursue career more than university. So, hmm.
1: I get the impression that you're doing better at university than you are than you were at high school with your yeah. KSATs and so on. Mm-hmm. What's it like to take it again, though? Because it's such a stressful thing, yeah. and to do it and then go because I guess you didn't fail it, mm-hmm. you just didn't get the score that you wanted or something, yeah. right? And there's always that no, I must do better. Yeah. So, what's that decision to do it again? Does that come? I don't know. It's a bit personal. Does that come from your parents? Mm-hmm. Does that come from you or?
0: Mm-hmm. No. Well, actually, my parents said said that university isn't the end of your life. But I was, at that time, so devastated that Mm -hmm. I failed again. (laughs) And um, I said that, oh, that's because you went to good universities. You have a PhD and master's degree. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I really wanted to go to a good school. And I actually didn't have a goal. I didn't know what I wanted to study, what I wanted to be. I just wanted to go to a good school. And because of that, I think I failed the KSAT exam because I didn't have a like set goal. Mm. And in order to get admission to in Seoul universities, you have to be at least top like 15%. But um, I was bad at these tests and I was like losing so much weight. And um, yeah, so I think like grades at high school does not actually lead to um, like success in after life in university. So, mm. yeah.
1: So physically and mentally, because I want to, because mm. I've never taken sinning, and when I did yeah. tests around the same time, we had to write essays mm-hmm. in the UK when I did A levels and things like that. Mm-hmm. But you said you you're losing a lot of weight, so that sunung thing is like physically and mentally that's yeah. quite hard on you.
0: Yeah, so um, the thing about Sunung is that um, you have to either uh, take the KSAT test, and you only go to university using this test score, mm. or you use this like 학생부 종합전형, which is like a kind of more. You have like interviews, and you have to write essays. Mm. And I actually didn't have very good high school grades. So that was just out of my choice. Mm. So I had to like put all my effort in K S A T one hundred percent. And that is really, really stressful because um you only have that one day and that test is starts at nine, I, I think no, eight twenty ish mm. and it ends at like five o'clock. So it's really physically draining. And at the same time, it's mentally draining because tests could be really difficult. And that all decides my one year, that one test. So that's the really stressful part.
1: You seem to be doing much better at university now.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's
1: what's the difference? Like, why do you succeed so well at university now you're there? Because I guess I just feel sorry that some people might never get there or they might Mm. those sunungs it might be too much and they don't take it again. But Mm. now you're there, you seem to be just doing so well.
0: Mm. Yeah. So as I said, I'm a very self-motivated person, so I chose this uh, department because I wanted to study it and as a result, I really uh tried hard to get better grades and you know, um participate in a lot of different design competitions and like, volunteer. So, um that's one of the reasons why I succeed in university better and like at s- high school I really hated to study and my parents said that oh, you should study a little bit more and I was like, no, I'm not going to do it because It's not fun, Mm. and I didn't like it. I just didn't like it. I don't know why, but Mm. I just didn't like it. But when I came to university, I even like made time between classes about like two or three hours, and I went to the library and studied alone. And that was really, I kind of like first felt um, joy when I was studying at university. So it was kind of different.
1: Mm that's good because now you're doing it for yourself than other people did you this is a very dangerous question i think because we're both at seoul women's university did you like get to the university you wanted you're happy like you did it three Um, times and you're like what what was that like
0: yeah well um when i was taking my last ksat in 2018 that Mm. was my last because i was accepted at 2019 um well I went to this 제수 종합반. So this is like a academy, but it's a school. Mm. So it's like you come to the academy at like 7 a.m. and end at 10 p.m. and you just study all day and take lectures for all subjects covering KSAT. And I did that for three years. And um, at last, I was really good at it. And I was like, um, first in class and mm. I got some scholarships from that but um, unfortunately the 2019 KSAT was really difficult especially the Korean mm. part which is the first part of the exam was really difficult so I was like mentally really shocked so um, I actually didn't do uh, very well as I thought mm. But I couldn't just do it one more time because it would be my fourth. And I just couldn't do that. So I picked uh, not a school, but a department that Mm. would really fit me well. And actually uh, the teachers said that you're going to regret it if you go to this school because my KSAT scores were like so much higher than, this school that I'm attending. So they said that it was kind of uh, mm, a <laughs> yeah. bit of a regret yeah. or something. Yeah. They were like that. But well, I chose it and I eventually liked it. Mm. So I can't imagine doing um, anything else besides what I'm doing now. So
1: I, It must be quite nice going to university and being older as well because Mm -hmm. i never i've never realized that about you sometimes Mm -hmm. if all students are in one year i imagine them to be similar ages Mm -hmm. but if you've done it three times you're like three years older than Mm -hmm. your peers or has everybody done it three times um well do you know what i mean by that because if you've done three years you would be three years older than someone that's just going in the first time
0: So at first, when I came to university, I was like, oh, I'm so old. Like, I'm a grandma here, (laughs) I was (laughs) like that. (laughs) But uh, one of my friends also took it three times, Mm -hmm. and there are several friends that I know in my department that have taken um, KSAT three times, and there are um, students also who have transferred from other schools, and of course, taking it again is so so um, common in Korea so like student and also when they come to um, university students kind of like stop school for a few years mm. and, you know experience different things and come back so I think the age really gets all mixed up so after a few months I didn't even realize that I was that old in the department
1: you're not that old i can definitely <laughs> tell you that There's one more on this sunung i think uh, is that you said 2019 was a hard year yeah so is there like this thing i am 2019 ah oh, that's terrible yeah. some years are easier than others or harder than others or
0: yeah i think definitely because there are times when um ksat has is called sunung, mm-hmm. or it's called uh called
1: Bur sunung, like fire sunung yeah mm-hmm. and
0: sunung is like uh, it's like water yeah. Everyone gets good grades. Okay. Yeah. So the problem about um, getting 불순응 is that everyone is get- getting good grades. So if I make a mistake, I'm just going to take it again <laughs> next year. Mm-hmm. I will. And um, if it's Burzunung then I'm so mentally drained. And I would uh, most likely, um, you know... <laughs> fail the other Mm. um, subjects as well, the leading subjects.
1: I never knew that. Bulsung and Sunung and Nice. That's nice. Um, At the end, I'm definitely going to ask you for some advice about surviving that, because I know Mm -hmm. a couple of young people who are going to be, especially Kay Park, who sometimes listens to this, doing that Mm -hmm. Sunung. And they'll probably be going through all the stress that you've been through. Mm -hmm. Um, You're but you're going to you want to go to the States now.
0: Uh, Yeah.
1: Like jumping towards the future, like when you when you're thinking about education, you're like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you imagine that it will be different? Is there a reason? I was looking at these statistics that say uh, it, it looks at the education levels of Korean women, and then their employment is low, and it, it gives this impression that lots of people get educated here and then go abroad. And there's this idea we need to go to the next step. Do you yeah. do you feel that you need to go abroad to go to the next um, step or?
0: Well, I think a lot of people think like that, especially they think that they have to go to the United States. But um I think it would like differ um on what field you are in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um for example, landscape architecture uh isn't very doesn't have a very long history in South Korea. As you can see, the environment is really um unsuitable for landscape architecture i'd say whereas in european nations or um the united states there has been like this hundreds and thousands of years of um, uh, history of gardens and all that stuff so
1: shall we shall we then talk about gardens and stuff because (laughs) i mean this is your major and uh I I come from a place with gardens. My hometown is called the Garden of England. That's Mm -hmm. what Kent is called. Mm -hmm. And so lots of you've been there. You lived there.
0: Uh, Yeah. And uh, no, I think I only heard about it. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: (laughs) But you've spent some time in England. Yeah. And there is a difference in terms of greenery and scenery. I probably it took me a long time to understand like gugak and Korean music. Mm -hmm. It took me a long time. So what I mean by this, uh, Soyeon, is that Can you make me see the beauty of Korean greenery and plants and scenery Um, or is it not there? Because I struggle to see it maybe because I have different eyes.
0: Yeah, it's I personally think it's not just there. Um, I've been to a landscape architecture firm, a landscape architecture firm for a summer internship. And what I've seen there is that the people there are really trying to like put put green infrastructure and put more greenery into urban areas, especially in Seoul. Mm. So people are still working on that. And I think it's, Seoul is a, actually a very densely planned city with like almost 20% of the whole population living in, mm. in it. So, um, yeah. So in the UK, I used to live in Leeds and we used to live in a flat. and. Um, we lived in the first floor and there was like this huge window Mm. and I would just open the window and there was this like tiny little um, like grass area and in the winter I would throw um, nuts outside, peanuts outside, and then squirrels would come and I would like uh, plant little tomatoes (laughs) on the flower bed. So yeah, I think as um, UK has definitely some like Lots of greenery and a lot, lot of like um, horizontal or flat areas mm. where greenery can be put in, but whereas uh, on the other hand, in Korea um, I think these days what people are trying to do is utilize green infrastructure such as like green walls or green roofs, and put it in um, a vertical form because it's so densely planned. Mm. So that's one of the things that I aim to study at grad school. So because people are just biophilic and they have this nature of uh, inborn nature of just loving nature and greenery. And if you think about like Instagram cafes, Instagram viral cafes, Mm -hmm. they put like bark in grounds and they have like huge plants and that's popular. So... If we think why, I think that's the proof that people are no longer um, happy with skyscrapers and penthouses built with like concrete.
1: Mm. Yeah, they're nice for a while, but they don't they yeah. don't do it long term. Your email address suddenly makes sense to me now. No. By the way, <laughs> yeah. which has leads in it, doesn't it? That was yeah. your Leads, <laughs> is she, Yeah. Your your leads days. I, I I don't know if this is a stereotype or if you think it differently. So tell me your opinion, but. We have grass at our university, mm-hmm. and you're there as well. But people don't go and sit on it, and mm-hmm. I get this impression that in England, if there's grass, people will go out yeah. there, they'll take beer or guitars, yeah. or and they'll just sit on it. Yeah. And they sometimes they don't even have mats down, yeah. or. But in Korea, there's like they'll they'll cordon off the grass, mm-hmm. so you're not allowed to sit on that, or the grass is kind of dangerous, or, mm. or, or, or weak, or. Yeah.
0: So um, yeah, I rem- remember uh, when I was um, attending school at England. It was like mandatory to go outside at lunchtime <laughs> and we were just forced outside to go into the um, like grass areas and just I would just sit there and even lie down. And that was what I went through as a young girl. But when I came to Korea, when I sat down in the grass, everyone was like, oh my gosh, you're going to get this disease. Like, I don't know what's... I don't know what's that called in England, but... Uh, English, but it's like some bug bites you and then your blood turns into something. I don't know. So I was like so shocked because, I mean, isn't the grass meant to sit down and, yeah.
1: It's our friend. Yeah, but over here there's this idea that it's dangerous or Mm -hmm. it's bad to sit on it, I think, isn't there?
0: Yeah, I think so. So everyone talks about that (laughs) disease to me. Yeah.
1: Yeah yeah i've noticed that as well what about the like the plants in korea i soyeon i know nothing about plants and stuff right so uh, you you probably know that but what about the plants can you say anything about korean fauna flora Ah. uh, like plants trees does it have some good stuff here or
0: um i think it's i don't know because i don't see anything special because maybe that's because i've been here so uh for such a long time okay yeah Yeah, i I just see like pine trees and like ginkgo trees but to me they're just kind of boring (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i'm actually more interested in you know like um exotic plants such as like ornamental grass uh, which is like frequently used in um, piet adolf's garden he's a very famous um netherlands uh, nursery person yeah but yeah
1: what's on orna- ornamental oriental grass yeah
0: ornamental grass. ornamental grass so it's like grass that you usually see in european gardens mm-hmm. it's usually really tall and really fluffy yeah those kind of grass
1: do you have lots of plants at home? This is really interesting mm. to me because like for example if you work in McDonald's you probably don't want to eat McDonald's. I'm not saying you yeah. want to do that, but if you if you do something a lot you often don't want to do it. If you study uh, horticulture and landscape architecture, does that mean like your place is full of plants?
0: um no because i i um i don't have talent in growing plants i tend to just kill all of them but uh <laughs> i recently uh, i recently was into this really cute calculus its name is calculus and it's like um i don't know succulent plant from south africa and it's its leaves kind of sticks together and mm-hmm. it Creates kind of a lip um, form in its face, so it's really cute. Um,
1: what color is it? How big is it?
0: It's green, yeah. and it's like really the size of your like thumbnail. Okay, but I recently killed it. <laughs>
1: how, do, how do you kill a pud? Do you <laughs> just like play death metal music to oh, it, shout uh, at it, or something? Oh, is it over watering? Not yeah, enough watering? Uh,
0: I actually that's the sar- sad part because uh, I don't know why it died it just suddenly it just like died so i was like oh my gosh it was there just yeah. a few hours ago and it died
1: uh, yeah there's the korean expert like thongson <laughs> 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 terrible yeah. i mean i've got this big I, I don't know what it is but i've got this big plant in my living room it's about this tall it's a, it comes up to about my shoulders for anybody just listening and i don't know it's still alive mm. i don't know what it is uh. but It's still alive. I'm I'm Mm -hmm. quite proud of that, that it's there.
0: So, like, one thing that's interesting is that um, in Korean, like, um, you're not allowed to have, um, like, bigger plants than your height because it eats up your, I don't know what's that? called in English but like your ki
1: oh, your chi your, your life energy your, yeah, your force yeah, or something yeah. yeah.
0: so you're not allowed to do that so um, I, I really wanted to have this like um, big monstera that big leaf thing but my grandmother said it's not going to help you so I, d- I didn't
1: is there much of that spirituality going on like in your life or with the plants because I wanted a big plant but it would eat too much of my life mm-hmm. force so I didn't
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, It's just like kind of things that are uh, superstitious, but I don't know. It's just as a Korean and as a person who's Mm -hmm. grown um, by... My grandmother. Mm. Um, it, I think it's due to that influence. I really um, tend to believe those things, even though it's really unscientific.
1: Uh, I, I'm 40 and they still affect me. <laughs> you know, those things that you're told as a young person, they just yeah. stick in there for some reason. Before we go to Gangwon Do, like, I, in terms of plants, I joked whether you kill them because you play death metal to them or something. Mm. Do, do Do you know anything yeah. about that? I mean, this is kind of your major. You might say, David, I know nothing about this. But like, if you play music to plants or if you talk to plants, do they pick up your vibes or?
0: They say they do, but um, I've heard it from our department professor that it's just bullshit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, 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 very good. Well, I don't know. I'll, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, very mm-hmm. good. Well, let's talk about Gangwondo then, because mm-hmm. uh, I love Gangwondo. And it, for people, Gangwon-do is the province that's in both South Korea and North Korea, that's mm-hmm. quite, that makes it quite interesting. Um, but a lot of people not familiar with Korea might know about Seoul, Busan, Jeju.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Gangwon, not really that. You, yeah. you were raised in Gangwon-do?
0: Yeah, um, so um, as a child, my mother still works. And I come from a double income family. So most of the time I spent the time with my uh, grandmother, and um so we, we lived in which is like this uh, really mountainy area a lot of corn and potatoes mm. and um she used to take me to like brooks to see fish and she, she used to like dig um 20 or 30 worms <laughs> from the soil and show show me that, and I would just run away. <laughs> uh, but mm. it's all left as a really good memory, and this led me to um, love nature itself, and even choose my major. So yeah, every um, summer and winter break vacation, I would go there for one or two months, and I would stay there.
1: It's kind of cool how those early memories shape us, or those early experiences. We don't think they would, but mm. yeah. Are, are you a mountain person? Are you a stream person? Oh. Do, do you do the hiking as well when you're there? What also surprises me, sorry, I'm sorry to talk too much, is that like, Korean people will go swimming in streams during summer, like in Gangwon, though. Yeah. They'll, they'll just go there and like get into their shorts, and yeah. in they go. Yeah. Are, are you yeah. into that? Do you do the hiking, the streams, the mountains? Yeah.
0: We all- yeah as a Korean I think we all do that yeah but um what I find interesting is that people don't sit in grass but they dive into stream water which may be contaminated yeah <laughs> it's like right by an expressway yeah. right or something <laughs> mm.
1: yeah that's it, odd can you swim
0: yeah uh so um I went to school um in Spain and in England and it's that time it was mandatory to take swimming lessons every like three times and after i came to korea i went to this private elementary school and they had a swimming pool so i had to swim there every three days uh, every week and i even was in the swimming club so yeah i've like 10 years of total yeah
1: so you can swim nice because it's weird going to water parks or things here, having to wear the life mm. vest. And there's not that good swimming culture here, I don't yeah. think.
0: Yeah. So like in Kanwondo, there are a lot of mountains and the brooks are really deep. So I um, once fell in there and I nearly drowned, but... Thanks to the, all those swimming lessons, I
1: survived. <laughs> yeah, growing up, they used to like make us swim in our pajamas mm. and things like this to do all these things. But considering you've spent some time in England and Spain then, in, in one of your writings recently, you mm. said that South Korean are mm. which is like uh, a hot pot. Mm-hmm. Do you notice those differences? If uh, Because sometimes if you if you spend so much time in one culture, you can't really see it you mm. need to be out of it or is do you see South Korea that way having spent some time out of it
0: um, well actually it's not a very good word to um, you know portray Korean people but I kind of like agree the fact that they are very keen on trends and what's um, happening in the outside environment and what's going around them. And there's this like nunchi societies uh, happens so much. I think that's why um, pe- some people call Koreans having <laughs> Um, but uh, it really goes viral very fast and mm-hmm. it cools down really fast and due to this, I think society actually never changes. <laughs> so uh, um, I I have taken um, your um, digital media communication le- lessons, I'm taking it now and as like Mark Fisher, I think it was Mark Fisher said that Everything is done for us in the social media space, so we don't do na- don't do not anything. Mm. And um, so we feel like by talking about it or debating about it or seeing just merely news on our phones is going to change the society, whereas it's actually never going to change the society. So if we think about like recent um, labor issues Getting killed or the Gangnam Station incident, um, or a, a lot of um stalking crimes. I think it's people know it's a problem, but did it change? If we think about it, I think it never changed, and it's just a cycle, and it just comes by and goes really fast.
1: That's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. But I do love how focused you are sometimes on um, uh, oppression and social minorities, mm-hmm. but genuinely. Mm-hmm. And that's a really cool thing, I think, because I don't see that. It doesn't matter where I am in the world, but mm-hmm. I don't always see that. I think that's a cool thing. And the fact that you can talk about Mark Fisher while you do it <laughs> is something else. Because, I, you know, he's onto something, I think, when you say that we watch Squid Game or we watch Parasite and then yes, capitalism solved. Or, mm. you know, if you're into what you're into, we might watch Okta or something like that. And but the problems aren't solved, mm. you know, just because we read these things or watch these things, they're 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 really still there um, before we do the 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 minorities, the oppression, mm. the charity work. You did mention like South Korea as part of this, these trends is a nunchi society. I, there might be people out there that don't know what nunchi is mm. and I also get the impression that you don't look at nunchi too much.
0: Oh, I do you? do. Okay, yeah, well, so I'm wrong. My nunchi is rubbish. <laughs>
1: yeah. So like can you do a nunchi 101? Uh
0: 101.
1: One. Uh, 101. I mean <laughs> like can you can you explain nunchi oh. for someone that doesn't know what it is? So, it's
0: like uh like uh um, really looking into what people may think of I'm doing, I think that's nunchi and uh, we kind of tend to follow what others think, and just kind of um, hide our real feelings.
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah, there is a big focus on how people will perceive mm-hmm. you, or how people will perceive us in South Korea. Mm-hmm. We do things because that's how people will see us, and. Yeah. Sometimes if I wear something like, like a fashion terrorist, like a petty, Mm. someone, people will say, you're not allowed to wear that, not because of yourself, but for other people, Mm. for other people's eyes.
0: Yeah. So it's like, um, some people say, Oh, 눈치 so That means, oh, you should just like kind of um, act in a way. That other people may think this way, so you must act carefully. Those things, and it's really uh, critical in, uh, especially if you are uh, working or have a career.
1: Yeah, 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 you have to act how people want you to act. Mm -hmm. You can't do what you want. Mm -hmm. That 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 really comes into it so much, doesn't Mm -hmm. it? That nunchi. And I think some people survive the nunchi society well, and some people don't. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think different people react to it. Um we we spoke about your grandmother a little bit and, and you've also mentioned your mum being with her in Leeds and uh, and the things she's mm. achieved. Mm. Um particularly she went to graduate school, also had children, successful career. I wonder if we might talk about Korean women, like mm. what it means to be a woman in twenty twenty two. Is it are there specific challenges, are there things that maybe people don't understand? Is the the Korean woman's experience similar to other countries? Or is there something unique here?
0: Mm. Yeah. So um, when I was in elementary school, there were uh, 34 students in a class. And only two students had a working mom at at that time, which was like around 2005. Mm. And um, I remember uh, I cried a lot because my mother didn't come to like open classes where um, parents can come and see their children doing activities. Um, but uh, I came to understand her as I came to women's university because, I mean, even though you're getting married or you have children, you should be able to have a career and pursue studying. Um so I think in 2022 it's def- um definitely easier to pursue a career because it's considered odd if you do not work um even though you're a woman mm-hmm. so all people are working these days mm, but I still think that women face difficulty especially um in equal working conditions so marriage childbearing and rearing is still a big problem and i think it's really um, um, lacking support from the government or things like that and um in 19 in the early 1990s my mother uh interviewed for a very famous um journalist Uh, journalism company and they said you're not married when are you getting married how many children are you going to have but it still happens today so um, I think those parts are like still did not change even though like I don't know 30 years have passed Hmm.
1: do you think the change needs to come from laws or does Mm -hmm. the change need to come from people's attitudes? I mean, if there was a new law put in by I don't know, we've had all the controversy around yoga and things like that. But is it the country needs better laws, better politicians to make the laws? Or does it need people's attitudes to change to this?
0: Um, Well, I think people's attitudes is really difficult to change. So I think the government should first, um, you know, apply laws that could um, um, have uh, like, full-time caregiving or uh, stuff like that, or um, fundings for um, double-income families. Mm -hmm. And also, um, it's really difficult to, you know, um, uh, bear children and rare children uh, in the Korean society now, because, you know, there are, like, these sampo generations where they uh, give up things and even there are, like, yukpo generations who give up dating, marriage, you know, children, car, house, and even, like, social networking. like So I think that's the reason why um, it's really difficult to have children in South Korea. And at the same time, it's really lacking um, government supports, And also, um, there are the gender conflicts that it's really difficult to ignore. All those stuff together is combined and it's difficult for women to have, you know, a career and have children at the same time. Mm, mm.
1: And Do you feel, it might be a weird question, do you feel safe here? As when the reason I ask this, if I speak to international students, they might be from the, the States or England, Spain, France, They'll say that they feel very safe here Mm -hmm. in general. There there are no sort of bad areas of Seoul or or, or things like that, the subway. But I I often wonder if that experience is different if you're a South Korean Mm -hmm.
0: woman. Well, generally, the environment in South Korea is really decent. I mean, there aren't um, guns and stuff like that, like the U.S. But, um, well, there are a lot of... um, like misogynic crimes recently going on in South Korea, especially in like subway stations or like public bathrooms. That really kind of scares me. And you know, if you go to uh, women's public bathrooms, there's like these like small um, holes and it's usually those murkas in bathrooms so that kind of scares me so like people stuff in tissues in order to lock back and yeah so those like small aspects kind of gather and make me really scared sometimes
1: i've heard about this tissue stuffing and it sounds like this Mm -hmm. scary but it also sounds like this sign of solidarity Mm
0: -hmm. like helping
1: each other Mm -hmm. or something and uh my my niece um, who we're quite close with uh, even when she was like 11, 12 she knew about this and that scared me mm-hmm. because th- she's still so young then mm-hmm. it, it, it's not even but that really kind of freaked me out when, when you talk about the, the having kids and the raising children I, I, I find it funny that sometimes in class or during lectures one of the young women will say and she'll say it quietly like it's something dangerous like I want to have kids and get married. <laughs> like, if you say that, you're betraying the sisterhood. Or uh, something. Do you know what I mean by that? I don't think I'm making yeah. that up, but it's... People will very proudly say, you mm-hmm. know, I'm never getting married. I'm going to do this. But mm-hmm. the idea that you will... Maybe that's just me perceiving it wrong, but that's sometimes how I see it. It's like said as a... Well, actually...
0: Mm. So it's like... Um, I think it's kind of wrong to uh, uh, say that, oh, you're betraying our feminism movement because you're dating a Korean man. I think that's wrong because, I mean, it's just love. And the laws of feminism, I'd say, from what I've heard from my mother, it's not about like dividing the two genders and making a conflict from it and, you know, crushing down the men and (laughs) being equal. It's not about that. That's not what feminism was at the first place. It was just about accepting what we had and accepting our bodies and what we are wha- what we are going through S- and um, asking for equality because mm. we have different bodies and different conditions and so um, so um, if you come to like women's universities you're really first intimidated that oh maybe if I put makeup on they they will just <laughs> say like, come here <laughs> they would like um, say some bad words to me but no it's nothing like that it's just your choice dating putting makeup well that's all your choice but I think it's important to just remember that oh what I'm doing um, may be related to like pink tax or those mm-hmm. putting makeup on. Could mm-hmm. I may be contributing to lookism in Korean society? I think it's just that.
1: It's hard when everything seems political and ideological. I mm-hmm. guess that when you're living through it, because uh, I've always said it. I I think I was lucky to grow up where I just took it for granted. You know, mm-hmm. women are equal. That's it. There's no problem. Here we mm-hmm. go. Probably helps having a, a queen and a female prime minister and stuff mm. but here i guess if every decision seems like that it must be quite difficult do, do, what what do you make of your mum's role in this like the generation that went for it previously so you're talking about today in university and what it might feel like in university because I, I i read again the piece in swedish about you and your mother um by a mutual friend of ours emma And this was about sort of your mom's role in the Minjung movement and this earlier thing. Do you have any take on that that personal family connection of of women's rights and how it's come up in Korea so quickly over the last, I don't know what, 20 years, 30 years?
0: Yeah. So um, as a child, my mother used to never buy me pink clothes. (laughs) <laughs> and mm-hmm. I always wore this like cute little uh yellow coat, and everyone at um kindergarten would say that, "Oh, she doesn't have a pink coat; she's always wearing that little uh <laughs> postman ish mm-hmm. like that little coat so at that time, I was really kind of uh sad, and oh, why can't I put pink coats on?" But I think my mother really tried from since I was a young girl, not to like fix kind of gender roles or gender related colors. So I think due to that, I've kind of been able to be more open to these things. But at the same time, um, as I came to uh, women's university, um, the feminism that I learned from among my peers and what my mother learned at grad school and at her generation was kind of different because um, what I learned today is since social media is really big, Mm -hmm. uh, most of the knowledge actually comes from social media and people talking on um, say newspapers or even Twitter or Instagram and that information may be really distorted and even very uh, violent. So my mother was really surprised that I was kind of thinking this way, and she said, uh, "I should study more theoretically rather than <laughs> trying to fight people." So I think it's kind of um, different from my mother's generation and my my generation. But I think I definitely got influenced from um, a young age. Mm. Mm.
1: It's interesting. Your mother with a PhD saying, study war theory. <laughs> <laughs> I could totally see that. But there is, it's amazing to, to think because I would suggest that women's lives have gotten better in South Korea. And now I'm not a woman, but so I, you can tell me if I'm wrong in this. But seeing how uh, you know, voting and safety mm-hmm. in society over the last sort of 18 years, women seem to have become uh, a lot safer, a lot better in society. Mm-hmm. But social media and that seems pretty aggressive to me mm. it feels like everything is a fight everything is every day is like an oh my god oh my god oh my god there's never a it's getting a bit better guys <laughs> it's mm. just like take your time but yeah. everything feels like a omg type moment mm. on social media
0: yeah so um yeah i think that's the problem of social media is that Uh, rather than uh, focusing on more conversations, I think it's more uh, focused on conflicts and those violent crimes and people fighting. So um, if I say that I'm a feminist to my male friends or like the people I've dated before, they always felt uncomfortable about it. And I kind of slowly did not talk about these issues outside of school which is making the fact more um difficult because we can't promote like fruitful um conversations and grow together Mm. so it's kind of getting more divided and it's more difficult to solve the problem i think that's what's going on these days
1: Emma did want me to ask you about, like, around you or, or people around you. Her question was um, Do you have a future vision for your husband, kids, career, or your female friends? Probably when you're your age, you don't even think about it. But just mm-hmm. while we're on this subject, is it, are you like, well, open to it? Or you just mentioned you've been dating in the past?
0: Hmm. Well, um,. The fun fact is all of my friends, even the p- friends that I have who attend um, other schools other than women's universities, mm. they all say that oh, as a woman in, um, in her like mid-twenties now, they say that I'm never going to get married and never going to have children and I'm going to just pursue my career and make a lot of money and be this like cool korea woman girl boss it yeah Yeah. (laughs) everyone every single one says that so i think it's kind of interesting and sad at the same time because they kind of shut all opportunities down to you know love but i also kind of feel that way Mm. because i mean getting married what i've i've seen um my mother uh, do that and I kind of think that oh if she didn't get married and if she didn't probably uh, have me maybe she would be like in a better place now or she would make a lot of money But every time I say that um, my mother gets really sad and she says that even though I don't have a, mo- a lot of money I would um, do it again so That's kind of um, touching, but at the same time, it's kind of sad.
1: Mm, Mm. mm. It's sad that there would have to be a choice, or it feels like a choice, Mm. I guess, between that, uh, because you want both. Mm. I think we have enough money and opportunities in this world to allow people to have careers uh, and children. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And just to, I don't know, stick up for your friends in their (laughs) mid-20s, Until I was 30, I felt the same. I'm like, I'm never getting married and having kids. What's going on? I'm going to stay single forever and just um, man boss it, I guess, would be the term. I think it's just a young person thing as well mm. that goes like that a lot. Um, <laughs> I is there something that should happen for j- just before we move on from women on this? Is that is there like... You've voted before. You you you've you've talked about demonstrations, protests. I, I'm just wondering: is there is it like we need to have more conversations, or we need men to open up? We need to use social media less. We need more uh, provisions or a more progressive government. Or mm. is there something that helps this go to a better place, Soyan? Um, well, um, the fact that
0: there is a women's party now Mm. shows that, I think that shows the society has changed a lot. I think just like five years ago, nobody knew about actually women's rights except for like scholars or intellectuals. But now everyone is interested and it's being an issue. And, you know, I kind of feel that um, males in the society are kind of like (laughs) in women Mm. because they might be, they might you know, cause conflicts. Uh, however, I think we need to gather more people in order to change the society because I believe um, women's rights in Korean society is not even getting support from among women. Mm-hmm. So some women um, think that, oh, we don't need a women's party. Uh, and some women think that uh, it's really necessary in today's society. So I think we still have a very long way to go. And um, I think we need to show more solidarity among women in order to, you know, gain more power in and um, raise our voices in the society.
1: Would it be important to get solidarity with men as well? Uh, That's a very difficult question. Mm -hmm. But the reason I ask that sometimes is I always believe that it's important for us to support causes that we're not a part of, right? Mm. So if I'm not a part of, for example, the LGBT community, mm. I should still be able to support that. Mm. And if if I'm not a member of this, you know, I don't know, like the, the the Filipino workers community, I can still support that, even though it doesn't affect me directly. And mm. I, I think that helps move things forward when we can empathize. Does it also need like Korean men on board to move it forward? Or
0: Yeah, I definitely think that we need uh support from like all people regardless of age gender and um i've seen this like radical feminism book i don't know what it was called i think it was Igalia <laughs> um and that kind of pro- portrays uh, a society with only women in it and no no men in it and they call that the idea mm-hmm. ideal society mm-hmm. But um, in the reality, that's not going to happen. I mean, we're going to have to learn to live with uh, other uh, genders and other sex. And even um, if we graduate, it's not going to be only girls right now. It's we're going to work with um, males and even with very old people. So I think we really need to gather uh, people regardless of um, their gender.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well said. Are, are you. Is there a career in politics for you? Are you going to be a, a political person? Are you going to drive this forward and make this Uh-oh. change? Because you seem like you have Uh-oh. ideas and visions and study.
0: Uh, well, I'm just a person who's going to do landscape architecture <laughs> for the, like, uh, yeah, for like probably like 40 years. So. Yeah, I think it's just the influence that I got from mm.
1: my mom. Mm. Yeah, 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 but it, it's good to see that carry on. It's good to mm. see those influences. And I think it's an important conversation still happening here in Korea that that's mm. so, so real. Um, when you say you're going to do landscape architecture, mm. what interests me about it when I read through your work and, and your plans and your goals is that you want to do it as part of social work. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to. Because I have seen some people before when I've looked through their resumes or mm-hmm. helped them with stuff. And they're like, I want to make luxurious gardens in palaces and mm-hmm. things like this. And yeah. th- that is part of architecture and landscape. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that must be nice. But your one, I, from what I saw, it was like, I want to help people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That you seem to have this focus on social work. And, mm-hmm. and I, and I want to talk about that a little bit, I think, Soyon because a lot of what you write and I read from you seems to be looking at helping social minorities Mm -hmm. and I I guess social minorities can mean different things to different people like what is a social minority and who but can we can we talk a little bit about what this focus is and and why you want to do it and who some of these people you want to help are
0: Mm -hmm. so from my point of view I was As I said, I was immensely influenced by my mother, who worked for equality in workplaces. However, um, as I spent my childhood uh, in Europe with my mom, um, I only stayed there uh, for a couple of years. But that's the only memory that I have. Mm. Before that, in Korea, my memory is really dim because I was young. Um, So. uh, I kind of naturally got interested in English with that, my mom's influence. So this led to uh, me participating in, you know, MUN activities in high school and economically supporting children for, from developing nations. So to me, if I say social minorities, I'm actually, I'm usually referring to the socially and economically underprivileged. And this is not only limited to people from developing nations, yeah. So um, in landscape architecture, this is like the one of the things that I wrote in my essays, is that due to um, environmental ca- cataclysm, such as like, you know, sea level rise, flooding, earthquakes, um, fires, those are happening in the world so often and it's like creating massive casualties every day. Seriously, and um, I believe that through environmental design, we can, uh, you know, provide better um, environments for people. Especially uh, when these disasters happen, usually the people who are um, the first to get affected are actually the socially and economically underprivileged people. So um, through environmental design, I think uh, we are able to provide safe and sustainable living areas for people regardless of their backgrounds.
1: Because it's the one thing that people need, isn't it? People Mm -hmm. need a house. People need to feel Mm -hmm. safe. People need somewhere where uh, nature is not going to rip everything away from Mm -hmm. them. Is it? Is it possible? Isn't it like the world's getting really messed up with climate change and it's, we've just got to build some big walls or go underground or mm. go to Mars? Or I'm not sure, but... Because I, I don't know about any of these things, but is is what you're describing possible?
0: So this is like what a lot of professors are doing, using you know green infrastructure and water infrastructure mm. in order to provide uh, housing or districts that are uh, designed to uh, combat sea level rise and this will be able to you know um prevent people from uh, moving to of being forced to move to other places especially for you know native native tribes mm. and those people mm.
1: Will this work generally? If you if you do this work, will it take place outside of Korea in different countries then? Um, I, um, I mean, because I think my mind immediately goes to those uh, those basement houses mm-hmm, and uh, and yeah. things like that inside mm-hmm. Korea. But your mind is more thinking, sort of tribes and tsunamis mm-hmm. and and beaches.
0: Well, um, the of course as a Korean, um, I first aim to help people uh, living in, you know, basement levels and uh, people who are losing houses due to floodings. I mean, we see these um, articles so often during the summertime in Mm. Korea, typhoons attacking them. (laughs) Um, So, uh, of course, but the fun fact is that um, the principal that I worked for he said that what's the fun fact is that even though sea level rise and flooding is a big problem in Korea, people are only interested in casualties rather than, you know, actually doing something and providing uh, um, like flood prevention programs Mm. through design or that stuff. In, And people who are engaging in architecture or landscape architecture are just like merely interested in creating these beautiful gardens when actually people are dying and losing their homes. So uh, I want to learn, you know, those things outside from Korea and probably try to uh, adapt them to the Korean environment.
1: You you always seem to have such a great deal of empathy for others. You know like people but the reason why it's so interesting, Soyon, is that if you read media, like mm-hmm. everyone's on their smartphone, they're a smartphone zombie, they're only interested in themselves, they're just focused on saying or these kind of things. But that's mm-hmm. that's the image and then sometimes you talk to people, to, to real people in society and they're like, No, we have to help these people. We have to do something about this and that that doesn't always get mentioned. It, mm. It's uh, do you do you hear and see much of that else around you though? I'm not trying to say you're special, but I mean, mm. do other people when they hear that they go, yeah, or do your words kind of fall flat sometimes? Or
0: yeah, um, I kind of feel that uh, yeah, no no one's actually interested in um, social minorities as I am, but I think it's just I just come from uh environment where i uh, where my mother really worked for social minorities mm. and she still works for people um who are having trouble uh you know having like mental health issues uh, and she also provides like uh i don't know what's that called in english but you kind of like Go to uh, the police station and um, before going to court, you mm. kind of like, kind. Uh, you get like, sectioned off somehow. Yeah, bring out like conversations in order not to like go to jail. Yeah, mm-hmm. she does that kind of thing. So, mm. and usually the people who get arrested, I guess, are those who do not come from a very wealthy family. So, um. Yeah, it's just, I think it's just the environment that I came from.
1: What have you, what have you learned doing it? So you, you help sponsor a young child and then you were doing, while you were at university, and if I get it wrong, you can let me know, but while mm-hmm. you were at university, you were also mentoring young Syrian girls in English mm-hmm. that were based in Turkey.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: it'd be interesting to hear about that. And But what I also want to hear is like, while everyone's wondering about their spec and I've got no time and I can't do this, you're also doing these things for other people. And I'm like, what do you get out of it? What What, hmm. what is it? Because you don't get sort of money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So what is it, Yeah. Yeah,
0: so, um, well, actually doing all these volunteer activities is definitely a difficult choice because I mean, I'm so busy doing the stuff that could actually you know help me technically for my you know future career and graduation, but um, when I see these like notices that, for example, for the Syrian refugee global service learning program, um, as a tru- as a student who lived in a very competitive society where. Uh, we can't do um, activities that just merely um, interest us. Uh, I was so eager to go to university, you know, and um, do much more regarding my interests, Mm -hmm. which was Mm -hmm. helping social minorities or refugees in this case. And I, as I was a vice principal of MUN club at, uh, high school.
1: What M U N you said? Model
0: United Nations. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. All mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, I think it's. Um, uh, yeah, I, you know, I kind of think that volunteering is just kind of um. Like. Putting out a little time, for mm-hmm. others, even though I am busy, and from that I kind of gain, you know, just. Uh, I kind of helped a person maybe I had I could make a good influence in one's person's Mm. lives yeah I think that's all I get but that's a really big part um in you know the happiness of my life
1: is it ever hard to do like I I try to do things as well I try to help people but I know sometimes that if, if someone tells me, you oh, know, David, this this student has some difficulties with this or, of, of course I stay open-minded and I try to help and I do things generously, but I still get these, oh my God, that's gonna be hard. Or now mm-hmm. I, I need to go and help these old people. Or mm-hmm. it, it, it doesn't go, my mind doesn't immediately go, these people are beautiful and I'm mm-hmm. so happy to help them. I'm just speaking honestly here, but I have this kind of inner, I have to, not force myself to do it but sort of tell myself sometimes that it's the right thing to do mm-hmm. are you just naturally drawn toward these things do you have a conversation mm-hmm. with yourself that says hey on that no, this is a good <laughs> thing to do or because everyone's different i'm not yeah. sure what it's like for you
0: mm-hmm. well i kind of just dive into it mm-hmm. yeah but um the thing about you know mentoring Syrian refugees and mentoring um Uh, high school students who live in rural areas of South Korea, all that stuff is kind of based on um, what I've got. Because from other people, there were a lot of people helping me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there were situations where I really needed help. And people would help me um, regardless of what I could give to them. Mm. So that was a really big part. And, you know, when I was getting ready for grad school, when I emailed one of the professors and he, uh, I just kind, I didn't know him and he also didn't know me, but he really um, helped me with enthusiasm and said that uh, let's have a Zoom meeting. That's, and um, I was really touched by it. And I I always thought that um, if I am in a place where I can help people out, mm-hmm. I should always do that. Hmm. Because I've gained so much help from other people.
1: Exactly. I'm I, i I'm sitting there going, yes, 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 <laughs> yes. I agree with everything because if you ever stop and think about how much help people have given you along the mm-hmm. way and, uh, y- you know, just paying that back because... I was speaking to somebody about this the other day, uh, his name is Gordon, and he was saying to me, you know, David, sometimes I, he, he gets messages about his work and people praising him and things like that. And I said to him, that makes you feel really good, doesn't it? And he's like, yeah. So I said to him, imagine then doing that to someone else. Mm-hmm. Imagine giving that back to someone else, like helping someone, even though you're busy or or, or helping someone go up the ladder giving them those kind messages or, or things like that because we know in our lives that that help means a lot mm. we, we need that help to go up we need just an, a nice message sometimes from somebody or a, a mm. nice word and sometimes i think we get so wrapped up in ourselves mm. that we forget to give it to other people mm. or we forget how good it feels to us like we mm. kind of take it for granted a little bit and mm. it stops feeling special
0: yeah so you know um, i failed ksat three times (laughs) but you know there were always like teachers cheering for me and Mm. providing uh, me like counseling and i was really lucky actually to go to england and spain at a very young age and learn english i mean there are a lot of people who don't even have the opportunity to go overseas um, for their entire lives but I was really lucky so I gained my English skills there so I had the idea then uh, why don't I give it back to people who do not have the opportunity. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Does
1: it make you feel comfortable with what you have? Like mm. sometimes I, I, I'm not sure if this is the right question to ask you but you know, you said you'd you'd done your SATs three times, but then you got here and you've got your English skills. You're lucky. So sometimes you, it it's good to take, it's good to be grateful for what we have. Sometimes we always want more. It was like, oh, I didn't get to that score. I don't have that house. I don't have that iPad. I don't have these things. Sometimes I think when we work with other people or, or with social minorities, it makes us also grateful for what we have. I think, doesn't it?
0: Mm. Yeah. So. I really like the appiest comment saying that life's, is, life's challenge is to take, you know, respon- possibilities that your you know, genes and physical social environment have given you and make something out meaningful out of them. So I think rather than, you know, comparing yourself with other people and trying to fit in a box that you just simply don't, Every single one is different and beautiful in their way. So I think it's important to just um, follow what you think is right and think of what you want to achieve in in life and just go for it. Mm -hmm. Because, um, you know, it's important to make your own way and make it meaningful rather than thinking of what I didn't have or what I could have gotten but I couldn't.
1: And that, that expression or that sentence, I guess, from Kwame Anthony Appiah, that can apply to you, and it can apply to me, and it can apply to a young Syrian girl who's mm. a refugee, and it can apply to your mum, and It can apply to everyone, which I think is the beauty of it. it it's mm. very universal, and everyone has different physical environmental conditions, but we can all try to do something. Can you give me any insight what it was like to work with Syrian refugee children because mm. I've, I've known you for a while, but I had no idea about that. I didn't mm. even know that program was going on. Or oh. Just, uh, I, I, I want to know what it was like a little bit, I think.
0: Oh. So, during winter vacation in 2000, I think it was 21, I was matched with two Syrian girls living in Turkey. And uh, I was an English teacher. And every week uh, for two months and we had class for two um, hours every session we would have the I would um, make these like programs and PPTs and you know crossword puzzle <laughs> games for uh, those girls and teach english really comf- in a comfortable way rather than you know strictly teaching uh, grammar that kind of stuff we just kind of really had fun mm. and
1: How old were they? Roughly? They
0: were uh one was 9 and one was 11. Mm-hmm. okay. Uh, yeah so I actually really <laughs> don't uh, uh aren't um, I'm not very familiar with kids because you know it's really kind of uncomfortable to you <laughs> know like make Make yep. them laugh, but I really had fun because um, they were they were just like kids who just loved their friends and loved their teacher and they just loved the opportunity that they could learn English with a young girl teacher from South Korea. So um, rather than I was actually kind of worried that I might say say something wrong and it might hurt them because they are from Syria and they you know have gone through violence. But I think that was the pre perception that I had and that was kind of wrong because I think it's important to just do what you can provide them with. Mm. And in my case it was just support, love and, you know, English education. And I just kind of concentrated in providing what I could rather than, you know, worrying their traumas and about that.
1: Yeah, just be a person with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all you need to do sometimes. Did, did they know anything about South Korea? This might seem like a stupid oh. question, but did they like, uh, were they aware in the world what South Korea was? Because I, I think when I was nine, if somebody asked me where Syria was, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't know. And so that's, did they have any concept of it? Or? Uh,
0: no, because they were so young and, yeah. you know, Korea is such a small country in Asia to them. So um, they didn't know anything about Korea. And I, yeah they were kind of young to know to you know talk about K-pop and all that stuff so, mm.
1: but they know about Korea now. Yeah. I'm sure they will they they will remember it and mm-hmm. maybe one day they will pass on the help that they got,
0: mm.
1: uh, just like you did. Do you think that universities in South Korea offered that? Like, do you? I I guess just in terms of your social work and and what you've been doing, is it? Is it there? Is it easy to find? Because, I don't know, if I do scroll down my Insta feed and I, I, I see students from both of the universities, I'm I'm always surprised to see, wow, this person's doing this and this person's mm-hmm. doing this, and I, I, I do see it. Do you think that universities here do offer those opportunities to help people, or or is it that you're just very good at finding them? Mm.
0: Well. In my case, I think I'm just good at finding them because, (laughs) you know, I think there could be more programs and, you know, more long and sustainable programs that would, uh, you know, help people in need and that would also help the the Korean students because they would have more opportunities to, to, you know, um, volunteer. Mm. 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 So, of course, there are a lot of, you know, institutes where you can go um, volunteering overseas, but uh, I think it's really rather than um, focusing on, oh, I went to Vietnam and did this. I think it's more important to just, you know, find what you can do. And uh, uh, rather than trying to, uh, like, um, like increase your specs around that kind of stuff. And mm. yeah, it's mm. just, I think doing it more purely, I think it's important mm. because a lot of students, you know, just use volunteers as their specs. So mm.
1: spec up or sometimes it looks good for social media. Mm-hmm. I was, I, I was reading about this theory called, um, what was it called? Poor, I uh, no. Poverty porn. Mm. I think this was related to photos of uh, Audrey Hepburn and the First Lady mm. and things like this, that if you if you position yourself in these photos, that's a whole other conversation I don't particularly mm. want to get into, but that it can be used by some mm. people to make themselves look good. But I, I definitely don't get that impression uh, from you. It's more doing it genuinely mm. rather than doing it to, to, to look good. Um, I, I don't know if we should... Yeah, actually, shall we talk about Taiwan just very briefly? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the talk, I guess, around the the tragedy in, in Itaewon Taiwan has been about the the psychological effects on young people. I keep reading it this generation that will have gone through this Heil tragedy, the Taiwan, and then the COVID nineteen pandemic. These kind of um, of events or incidents that have disproportionately affected young people in a short period of time and in such large numbers and that, and that feel so preventable, uh, I, I guess. Um, what was what was your take on on the tragedy in Itaewon? Obviously it was a, a heartbreaking thing and I really didn't enjoy seeing the videos that were put all over social media, but how did that kind of thing affect you as a young South Korean woman?
0: It kind of really scared me that an incident uh, which seemed it could be, you know, clearly prevented happened in Korea. I mean, in 2022, who would imagine being, you know, crushed to death, especially in Seoul. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, but what I found really sad was that a lot of people, you know, mocked those who were dead because... They, they said that they were killed participating, you know, in a Western festival and they were mocked like that. And however, um, I kind of feel that it was just not you and it was just not me because, you no know, we just could have gone to Itaewon randomly that day just to relieve my stress and meet friends. And due to the people, you know, pushing, I may have been pushed into that uh, district. However, um I just uh happened to be busy that day and I slept in and it wasn't me. So um I kind of feel that um it was usually the twenties uh, who were sacrificed and a lot of different generations are mocking them due to, you know, um like un uh because they are unable to understand how you know um socializing in uh the modern day looks like or how the early 20s socialize or mm-hmm. play mm-hmm.
1: Mm. yeah there but for the grace of god go i because i've been tweeted well, many times on halloween and things mm-hmm. like that and i know exactly how you feel does it so w- with this, it, it, it feels very scary, and there needs to be the right response. And sometimes people are using it, criticizing it, politicizing it. it is there a kind of psychological toll? Is there a tragedy that comes from this is or, or does it? How does the nation move on from this sometimes? Because I, I feel like sometimes that the cell is still there. There's still mm-hmm. that there's still the yellow ribbons. There's still the candles. and and another one it 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 feels like this really big um a boulder on the shoulders sometimes and i i wonder if south korea is of course it is strong enough to hold it up and the, and, and the people are uh, able to bear it but it feels like such an emotional weight on people sometimes mm.
0: yeah. so uh, after you know tragedies happen of course there are measures taken for example um um, a few days earlier, I was in Chungmuro, mm-hmm. uh, and it's that transfer line so a lot of people um, go by especially at like, you know, 6pm mm-hmm. when everyone's trying to go home and there were these like people uh, managing um, for safety issues and there were like a lot of people doing that Uh, So I think after a tragedy happens, the society kind of moves to a positive way and tries to prevent it. But um, I still feel that those tragedies keep on happening. And of course, it's just um, unable to stop them. But I kind of feel that we need to, you know, take more um, measures in order to change the society in uh, you know a better way and more robust way in order not to um, uh, do that again
1: I think it's a part of human nature that uh, a, a sad part of human nature that we're not very proactive mm. it, It's very hard to stop these things happening One, as soon as they happen, then people will go and put all of these policies and effects and uh, and things in, but until a disaster happens, not many people are interested. It's, it's hard to get that, I think, which is very sad, which is very, very sad. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've said it before, but even when South Korea are succeeding in things, I feel very happy for the country. But when there's a tragedy for South Korea, oh, then I feel really I feel really close to the country. I don't know why, but it it really brings me like that. Um, if we if we bring this towards, I guess, the, the, the final straight, Soyeon, one of the questions I wanted to ask you is that are there any things that people get wrong about Korea? So maybe it's foreigners like me or people in the media. You might see things online and because now a lot of people do talk about Korea. It's become a thing, uh, whereas it wasn't before. Is is there anything that you've seen like, no, nah, that's not right. No, you, you don't get it. You, you're you just not Korean enough there mm-hmm. to, to get this. Is there anything that people get wrong, do you think? Uh,
0: well, huh, I haven't actually kind of thought of that because i when people you know have uh, certain perceptions about Koreans, I kind of tend to just oh curse <laughs> <laughs> like all that stuff, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, so for example, like um hmm. what should I say <laughs> uh? Maybe like all that, you know, Han stuff. Yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not a very common thing to have in the modern Korean society. But every uh, every foreigner kind of like tries to understand that han and they think that we have han uh, every day <laughs> and han and for uh, breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, um, yeah. Well, mm, that kind of you know comes around when you know you see those kimbokkung and old palaces. Of course, it's really nice to see, but in daily lives i don't
1: think we do
0: have that anymore
1: mm, yeah. mm but you do have nunchi
0: yeah
1: nunchi is there cuz people will use these han and nunchi and tong sometimes mm-hmm. HUNG uh, mm-hmm. to to explain squid game and parasite they will yeah. often do that or to explain mm. bts or blackpink or yeah. things i see that a lot mm. so in your take there's lots of nunchi here mm-hmm. but han is like
0: yeah yeah of course we have like tong because you know what's tong are
1: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: very difficult uh, I think it's like this. We always have this like Korean um way of saying hi, so if we see a person in a very long time, we say no uh, uh, we see uh we say that uh, and it's always related to that you know pop mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah you know, when you seem tired, people say, Oh, 밥을 먹었어? You know, these that kind of stuff. I think that's related to Tong because um, Korea was really poor in the past and, you know, they couldn't afford to have um, proper meals. So I think that's where it came from. Mm, mm.
1: That connection. Mm. I it, when, when I first came, people are always asking me, Oh, And I was just like, yeah, I had a sandwich. I don't care. Why do you keep asking about my food? I didn't get it. Mm. I thought they were just generally curious about am I getting fat or something? Because they would also say that a lot. Yeah. David, you look tired. David, you look fat. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there is that focus on food here, isn't yeah. it? That eating together yeah. and have you eaten? And mm. Let's eat together sometime.
0: Wow. And also recently I saw this article, uh, which was... Uh, I think it was um American YouTuber and they were a couple and they were travelling in Korea and they had their dog in their bag and uh Harmony mm. said uh um, gave manon to that dog. <laughs> to the dog <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and the couple was like, Oh my gosh, do we look like homeless? Do we do they think that we are poor but it wasn't that. It was just like Harmony's giving yongdon to, mm. you know, mm cute uh, dogs and and you know their little uh, grandsons and granddaughters it was that rather than you know them looking poor <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah people do that to my kids sometimes mm-hmm. if we take them out like mm-hmm. they'll come up and give them sweets or, mm-hmm. or give them things there's I tell you what the Kim Yong Lambop killed so much of that for me <laughs> at university and stuff I used to get so many like coffees and apples mm-hmm. and and sweets and then just one law was passed and then boom
2: mm-hmm.
1: nothing I still try to give, like, orange juices or stuff to the setaka see, the, mm-hmm. the People around me, I, I, I kind of like that because it's not giving money or it's it just, hey, it's a hot day, have a drink.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I, I kind of like that culture. I'm sad mm-hmm. that it's gone a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to ask you now, because because sometimes you're a teacher, sometimes you teach people. Yeah. You've done the sunung three times. You keep saying you failed it. You didn't fail <laughs> it. You just didn't get the score that you wanted. Yeah. So yeah. Um, <laughs> But you you'll probably be reluctant to answer this because you're so you would see yourself as so young, but what advice do you have for other young students or people either going through university or they're trying to go through their own point of life or things like that? What have you learned? What advice would you give to young people that are trying to get into university mm-hmm. or trying to take the next step, trying to help people?
0: Mm. Well, you know, um, a lot of friends say that, oh, Seoyeon oh, is so gatseng. She lives a life and, you know, she's so perfect and she does this and she's, st- she does this and she's so cool. And, um, I'm kind of like, oh, <laughs> because my life isn't that perfect and, you know, it's really tiring every day to do the things that I want to do, but, um, I think I don't do that because it's required by the society or to show it on Instagram. I'm just making something out, as Apia said, something out of what I have now and making it meaningful and, you know, doing things and challenging things for the things I want to achieve for the future. And I think it's really important to do that because, you know, if you only think about the past or if you only think about the present, you won't be able to you know, have a long-term goal. And I really want to, to tell the students who are going to K through, through KSAT, whenever they start KSAT, um, I say that you should have a goal Mm. A university that you want to do go or you know a study that you want to do rather than just merely thinking oh I'm going to go to a good university because that isn't going to make you strive for what you want. Mm.
1: Katzeng, the <laughs> god life right yeah. that, that that's the new I keep hearing about Katzeng. Yeah. You don't you don't use social media much do you? Yeah. Or or do you? Do you use it secretly? Do you have, like, five... Because di- I know everyone's different, but I get the impression that you don't use it a lot.
0: Yeah, I kind of don't use it a lot. And, of course, like I have like secret account. I have a secret account, but it's usually for, like, the dumb things I do in life. You know, me lying down on library, mm. <laughs> not doing work, sleeping <laughs> in, in the library when I'm supposed to do work. Um, yeah. Just like me doing stupid things. Mm. And I really enjoy um, enjoy that only um, sharing it with my close friends. Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: I've noticed that's quite a big thing here. I, I can't remember whether it's like bouquet or something like mm. that. Or it's just people having various accounts. But yeah. that definitely seems to be a thing here yeah. that I've noticed.
0: Yeah. So like using bouquet, most people, you know, write their um, uh, emotions really frankly. Mm. Or... We do goofy stuff.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I think there should be studies into bouquets a bit more. I mm-hmm. think. Um. How much? How much do you sleep? Hmm. Uh, I, I'm curious about this because huh. I reckon you're either going to say twelve hours or four. Nah.
0: No. <laughs> yeah. Do you sleep a
1: lot? Do you get enough yeah, sleep? These
0: days I like sleep like four or five hours. Yeah. Because you know it's application season. Yeah. But after I finish this. I'm going to sleep a lot, you mm. know, and uh, start English tutoring again, you know, and, like, learn art, and mm. drawing, and, so, you know, do some hobbies that I would like to do. Mm.
1: You sleep about the same as me, I think, because, but your work is always done as well. I know it's like, it's first, there it is, bang, bang. Ah. Um, are you a good teacher? Uh, well, you to start English teaching again. Well, are you a good sunsaengnim
0: you know uh when i i've done english tutoring since i was a freshman and i did it until i was a junior and mm. then i st- stopped because um i had so much coming up in life but uh yeah i think i'm pretty good because you know i've taught more than i don't know i think more than 10 students for the past uh few years yeah mm. I've made quite a lot of money out of it, so yeah, I think it's it was nice <laughs> not needing to you know depend on my parents for pocket money.
1: mm yeah, congratulations. you mm. can get a lot of money for doing that. Excellent. Is there anything before we go to the last question? Is there anything we've missed, Soyon? Is there anything that we didn't talk about or that you uh, wanted to say, or huh? We've done quite a lot, to be fair. We've yeah. done social minorities, <laughs> feminism, plants, yeah. leads of shijol. Mm. Uh, I, I think
0: we did most of it. Yeah. I, I th-
1: yeah, I think we did. If there's nothing that you're feeling like, actually, or about, then mm-hmm. the the last question, and this is a question that I've asked to pop stars and politicians, mm-hmm. but I'll ask it to you as well. The question is, as humans on this planet, what should we be doing with our time here? How can we give value to our life and the lives of other people? Chon mm-hmm. Soyon, mm-hmm. what is the meaning of life?
0: Oh, it's a really difficult
1: question. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous, isn't yeah. it? But there it is. Mm.
0: Uh, yeah, obviously, I think I, I'm in love with Apia. <laughs> Yeah, so I think it's just important to um, not blame the outside environment and what you have. And it's just important to um, make something out of what you have. And, um, you know, if you have um, the opportunity, I think it's also important to give out the things that you can. I think mm. that's what we should uh, do in life, rather than you know complaining or, or being selfish. Mm.
1: Your answers remind me that I should always read, even <laughs> when I'm tired, because <laughs> some of your answers today have been based on, well, perhaps been based on what I've been reading and then mm-hmm. I've kind of shared with you. And uh, and that comes from the act of reading. So it mm. reminds me, Soyan, that I need to I need mm. to keep reading, and when I stop yeah. reading then i'm not doing it doing it right
0: <laughs> yeah um also uh my mother was really into Buddhism, and my family really um likes Buddhism and mm. they really believe in it uh, and I think it's life is about not you know trying to achieve everything rather it's just like. Flowing mm-hmm. and just doing what you have in front of you. Of course, it's just. Of course, it's important to have goals, but not being selfish about that. And then I think opportunities just maybe come to you, and it's just a natural thing. I think.
1: Mm. Mm. Don't be too attached to mm-hmm. things, and and be willing to let things mm. go. Don't have a big mm. ego. And mm. there's lots of value in the yeah. uh, in the Buddhist. We have lots of yeah. Buddhists in our family. And I like the songs. Mm. I like the happiness that they have.
0: Yeah. So, one day you'll be in the place, in the time where you just need to be.
1: Mm-mm-mm. Beautiful way to end it. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> ah, and relax. Here, give uh, me one of these.
0: <laughs>
1: How was that? Was that right?
0: Oh, yeah, it was fun.
1: It was fun? Yeah. Good. It was real?
0: Yeah.